twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roque. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about CB radios. We'll learn the basics of CB radio service, the FCC rules for using CB, and the types of CB radios available. We'll also compare the Cobra 148 GTL SSB CB radio and the Uniden Pro 510 XL and take some of your questions from our blogs and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialist. All right, let's talk about CB radios. First of all, what is CB? Well, CB as a word or as an acronym um, stands for Citizens Band. CB radio is the, the Citizens Band radio service. And uh, it's been around for a long time. Uh, you probably are used to seeing CB radios on old TV shows, Dukes of Hazard, um, Chips. Chips. Uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Convoy. Those are movies. Um, maybe they've lost some of their popularity uh, over the last couple of decades, but there's still a lot of people using CB radios, and there's still a lot of good uses for CB radios, particularly in the car when you're traveling. CB radios are a great way to um, stay in touch or communicate with Strangers. We talk a lot about two-way radios and GMRS radios as being a good way to stay in touch with people in your group. And we talk a lot about eliminating interference and you know making sure other people can't hear you, that type of thing. CB radio is sort of the opposite. With CB radio, you're trying to talk to the general public, people you don't know, and just carry on a conversation or um, communicate emergencies or respond to emergencies. It's more of a, a public radio system my mother told me never to talk to strangers but your mother probably <laughs> doesn't use cbs then. no um i'm going to be the first to admit that with cb radios i'm not an expert two-way radios business consumer grade two-way radios are more uh, what we deal with on a day-to-day basis but uh, we do sell CB radios. We get questions on CB radios, and we've gotten some experience in this area over the last few years. Um, and um, there is some interest in this, so we thought it would make sense to do a show on, on this topic. It's like, hey, why not? Hey, why not? What we're looking at doing today is just defining CB radio, going over some of the rules, um, and talking about some of the common terms with CB, giving, giving people a good introduction to the Citizens Band Radio Service. Uh, maybe we can go a little more in-depth on a future episode, uh, but today we're going to stick with the basics. In researching some of this, one of the most interesting things I found is that CB radios are okay to use for both 
personal and business use. I've never really heard of businesses using CB radios, but I, I think that's an interesting application. I didn't realize that it would be okay with the FCC that businesses use CBs. It doesn't seem that that would be the, the purpose, but it's legal. Business can use CB radios. And, um, well, you figure tow truck companies and things like that, those are all businesses, and a lot of them use CBs. Yeah, that, that's where I was going. I'm surprised that you, you don't see more of uh, CB use in mobile situations. There's smaller companies where it may be appropriate instead of dealing with the licensing process or repeater process as a, as a way to save money instead of a typical land mobile type situation. And apparently that's if this company is willing point. to deal with the interference, it uh, may be a good application, at least until they're, they grow and they're ready as a company mm-hmm. to move into something a little more beyond this. That's a good point. I didn't really think about that before. You know, most companies are out there, they're using the GMRS radios, or they're using the VHF, UHF radios, you know, CBs. Right, right. Now, I guess the downside is you'd have to, if you eventually moved up to a, a commercial-grade system, you'd have to replace all of your equipment. But uh, a CB radio for a vehicle is is probably not going to be that expensive for a business. Mm-hmm. You're probably looking at $100, $150 per vehicle to equip it with a CB radio. And, and for a smaller company, that may not be too great of an expense. But anyway, CB radio is, is part of the personal radio service in the... The FCC categorizes it as a uh, Part 95 service, which includes, uh, among other things, FRS, GMRS, MERS. Uh, with CB radios, there are 40 channels. 40 frequencies have been dedicated to the CB service. And uh, CB radios can operate in standard AM mode or in single sideband mode, which is uh, referred to as SSB. Using a CB radio and SSB, effectively what it does is triples the amount of channels you can use. Sort of shifts the broadcast to a different part of the the frequency, allowing you to get 120 channels out of your radio instead of 40. I believe SSB also, it's legal to transmit at a higher wattage if you're using an SSB channel. CB radios, unlike business communications, frequencies aren't assigned to a specific individual or organization. If you're using a CB radio, it's okay to use any channel, any of the 40 or 120 channels. There's no channel that's dedicated to specific individuals. Um, The difference is channel 9. Channel 9 is a dedicated emergency channel. You should only use channel 9 if you're communicating uh, an emergency or responding to an emergency. CB does not require a license. Um, In fact, out of the uh, Part 95 services, only GMRS requires a license. Uh, The FCC has set up certain operating requirements for CB radios. I'll go through a few of those. There's no minimum age to operate a CB radio. Mm -hmm. Anyone is allowed to operate a CB station unless the FCC sent you a cease and desist order or if you're a foreign government representative of a foreign government or a federal government agency. Interesting that federal government agencies are not able to use CB radios. That is kind of interesting. I'm not sure why that is, but um, probably because they have their own... Because anybody can listen to it. That's true. You don't want your spies getting a hold of the... uh, (laughs) You you think it's sort of for their own good kind of thing. Probably. I think that's probably Uh, why. 
there you, there you go. You know, I it, I didn't even consider the the privacy aspect of that. You would think maybe they would make that regulation at the, the agency level, like maybe the FBI isn't allowed to use it, but yeah. you know, the, the certain CIA. agency has yeah. a fleet of vehicles. Who who cares if someone's listening in? Uh, I think police used to use CBs, at least in Dukes of Hazard, they did. <laughs> Everybody used CBs in the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was one of the requirements of being on the show. Right. <laughs> you had to have a CB. Uh, you don't have a CB? You can't be on the show. Sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you must at all times and on all channels give priority to emergency communication messages concerning the immediate safety of life or the immediate protection of property. So if you're operating on a channel and somebody's got an emergency, even if it's not Channel 9, You've got to let the people with the emergency uh, have priority. And you may use any channel for emergency communications, but Channel 9 is dedicated to emergency communications. You must share the road. Each channel has to be shared with other users. Like I said earlier, there's no channel that's dedicated to specific individuals or companies. Mm -hmm. There's a maximum output power for CB radios of 4 watts, or 12 watts if you're using SSB. According to the FCC, it's illegal to raise the power output of your CB unit or attach any amplifier or modify the unit. Um, and for a while, anyway, it was kind of big business to to modify. Yeah, a lot of CB people were radio. a lot of people were doing that in spite of everything, and and uh, and there, there uh, still are actually. I mean, yeah, there, there are. There's a group of people who like to see how far they can communicate with with cb radios cb signals tend to bounce and um, you can bounce the the signal from your cb radio off the ionosphere in the atmosphere and get a long long range signal Uh, you're talking thousands of miles you can communicate across the country if you have the right type of setup that's what's known as shooting skip or, or skipping Yes. Kind of skips across like a, like a pebble would skip across the water, so to speak. It is possible to do that, but it's, it's uh, discouraged. In fact, the FCC prohibits any attempts to communicate with CB stations over 250 kilometers away. What does that come to in miles? <laughs> if I do my math right, 150. 55.3 miles, I think. Very, there very go. good, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony had the calculator out. <laughs> it's all brain power. No ring power. Yes, he's the smartest one of us here. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so anyway, CB intended for short-range local communications only. It's possible to communicate over miles. We're not going to help you do that. We don't sell equipment to to do that. It, it is out there from, from what I hear. Yeah. Um, there's a couple types of CB radios. There's uh, the most common, which are vehicle-mounted radios. They install just like a, a mobile two-way radio would, in the, typically in the cab of the vehicle. There's a handheld speaker microphone that connects to the radio, although they are trying to, to legalize Bluetooth um, handsets. Right now, they have to be wired into the CB unit. Mm-hmm. If you're using one of those types of setups, you also have to have an antenna for your CB radio. Typically, you're going to want to mount that on the outside of your vehicle or get a magnet mount temporary type antenna. Um, We have all that available. Give us a call. Check our website. Um, There's also handheld radios. 
handheld CB radios operate just like a handheld two-way radio would work. Um, like they look a lot like them too. They, they look they a, seem lot a little alike. bit bigger and longer, a little longer. They are uh, bigger and heavier, mm-hmm. and because of the where the frequencies are, they're not going to operate very well inside a building. So I would only recommend CB radio if you're trying to communicate outside of a group, and if you're communicating outdoors. That's probably the reason why a lot of a lot more companies don't use them uh, within large businesses. Probably because a lot of them are. are based indoors right i I would agree um i think the the mobile application is probably the strongest asset of it yeah Yeah. handheld tvs are going to be much larger than the equivalent two-way type radios there's several brands of cb radios that we carry that are popular cobra galaxy uniden Um, cobra is is the most popular brand by far for us um carry a pretty large selection of those radios and and they stay at the the most popular galaxy seems to have a a good following we brought in that brand recently and we're surprised how well it's it's done uniden and midland are um, also manufacturers of cb radios they have some some nice low-end products kind of give you a lot in a small package there are a number of different uh manufacturers of radios but uh, i mean these are the ones we carry just because we tend to carry the the higher end mm-hmm. of, of uh, there's these also lines. some overlap here in the the two-way radio brands that we carry with the exception of galaxy um mm-hmm. yeah. a- another thing we need to touch on is the lingo cb radio operators kind of have their own uh lingo that you, the shows that we mentioned earlier you're probably used to hearing you know, 10-4 you, you even get yeah. that on two-way radio four good buddy What's your 20? There you go. Uh, there, there's a whole language of 10 codes and uh, Q signals that are um, used by CB radio users. And uh, there's way too many to go over here. So uh, we made a chart. Yes, we did. Um, we have a, a pretty concise list of 10 codes and Q signals that we have on a, a nice uh, printable sheet looks good it's got a logo on it it can be printed out front and back stored in your vehicle with a, as a quick reference guide for all the 10 codes and, and all the cue signals so we encourage everybody to, to look at the show notes for this episode or the blog on our website and uh, download and print out our uh, quick reference sheet for 10 codes and cue signals yeah it's a handy little guide the um rick spent a lot of time on that so uh, well, you Be know, sure to take a look at it. One thing I'd like to do in a future episode is kind of go over the ten codes a little more and the Q signals. Uh, a lot of people probably are not familiar with the what the Q signals are. I mean, people have heard of the ten codes, but the Q signals are something that generally people use on the single sideband. These are for more advanced users. Yeah, right? yeah, those are the ones that the single uh, single sidebanders and the uh, you know some of the ham operators and and and, and the like they they generally use uh, Q codes or yeah, Q signals. I, I have to admit I'm not too uh, familiar with them. Um, I'm not either. It, but it's interesting. It, I would think that people are going to need to learn the ten codes and what they all mean. But with numbers, I would think that's fairly easy. But with letters uh, like uh, CQ means seek you general call. Okay, that's easy enough. But then you get to CQDX, you know, which means seek contact with any 
distant station. And then you have the QRAs and the QRGs, and it seems to me that that might be a little bit difficult to remember what those are, at least for me, but I guess I guess they're easy for a lot of people. I don't know. It looks now, like that are, might require a little Q more. Are the signals spoken typically, or is there a way to, to code them in through some of these uh, stations? Generally, I believe uh, they probably could be both, but uh, spoken. Uh, I noticed they, they have CQDX, QRA. They don't have DQ. That's the only one I know. Dairy, Dairy <laughs> uh, Queen. <yeah>. Sorry, <laughs> that was a joke. No, that's not a real. That's not a real Q signal. I just made that up. But somebody <laughs> says DQ. You've been dying to use that. for a couple of days, yeah, yeah. and he's, he's, he how long wait. you stewing that one over? Exactly. Anyway, so these are available on um, on the website and in the show notes for this episode of the Two Way Radio Show. Um, I encourage everyone that if, if you're you buy a CB radio, get download these uh, the ten code quick guide, print it out. It's free. It's easy to print. It'll come in handy while you're using your CB radio. So we'll just give this one away for free. This one's going to be a free one, folks. So just uh, just like the last one. You know. <laughs> if you listened last week, we had a laminated safety sheet that we do have available for a dollar or to download for free. Yeah. Okay. And uh, any other notes on the CB radios? I think we're about out of time. I think we are just about out of time. If you have any other questions or learn more about uh, uh, the CB radios in general, just uh, just check out our blogs at uh, bytwowayradios.com. Actually, we have some additional links for additional uh, posts and articles in the show notes for the RSS feed for this episode. Well, coming up, we'll take a look at two CB radios, the Cobra 148 GTL SSB CB radio and the Uniden Pro 510XL, and compare their features. This is going to be kind of a smackdown, I guess, between these two radios. How do they stack up against each other? Well, we'll find out next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. Buy two-way radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy two-way radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. All of our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to The Two-Way Radio Show. And this week, we're going to compare the Cobra 148 GTL SSB CB radio with a CB radio from Uniden, the Pro 510XL. Well, looking at the two of them here, the uh, the Cobra 148 GTL, that's probably one of our more popular um, units. We get a lot of calls for that. Uh, it's a little bit more advanced than the, the Uniden model. Both of them will talk to each other in regular mode. 
but the the Cobra takes it a little bit step a step further. It's got the it's got the uh, SSB channels, which remember you can't you can only talk to SSB to SSB. You know, if you're wanting to talk to somebody else on your through your SSB, it's got those other CBs also have to be running on the SSB. It's actually a unit. The, the Cobra is actually a unit that they discontinued and they brought it back because it was so many people ranting and raving, you know, wanting this thing back and they reintroduced it and they, they added a few things uh, to it to improve it. But uh, this one kind of has a classic look to it. It does. It, it really does. It's uh, it looks like you're the, the old school. Yeah, it looks like your typical CB radio, like you'd. It's got the signal TV, indicator you know. on there, you know. That the Analog little, signal indicator. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's a uh, very, very old school looking. But uh, you don't see you don't see too many devices. Period with analog uh, uh, meters on them anymore. That's right. Um, like I said, it's got your forty, you know, standard CB channels with the eighty SSB channels as well. You know, transmits at uh, four watts of power on the standard channels. 12 watts on the SSB channels. It's got a public, you know, PA capability to it. In other words, you can plug a uh, an external speaker to the outside of your vehicle, and you can put the CB in PA mode, and you can broadcast, you know, communication outside your vehicle. Um, like everybody wants to do that these days. <laughs> that's right. Like you know, get out of the road or whatever. You can have um, some fun with that, I guess. Just don't broadcast yeah. music. There's no broadcasting no. music. Yeah, you're not allowed. allowed to do that. We forgot to mention that earlier. That's right. It's got you, all your standard adjustments on there where you can uh, you can adjust your squelch, your RF gain, calibrate it, things like that. Uh, uses the standard four-pin microphone, um, which is pretty standard amongst uh, CB. Gives you more options. You know, if you want something that, um, you know, if you want a chrome uh, CB mic or, or whatever, you can change those out. Um you know, that's one of the nice um, differences between CB radios and your typical two-way radio, where a lot of your two-way radios are going to be, they have to go with specific connectors, you know, for each one. That's right. Yeah. CB radios, a lot of the equipment is pretty much standardized. They're pretty universal. That's right. Yeah. The connectors for their antennas and things like that are all pretty universal. Um but like I said, the 148 GTLs, it's probably one of our more popular models. We sell quite a few of them. Um, and it's not that expensive. 135 for a, a very high-end CB radio, it's not a lot of money to spend relatively to get the highest-end product uh, out there. That's right. So, I mean, the unit in, it runs about 40 bucks. The unit in's good if you um, – it's not going to have all the bells and whistles that – the Cobra has obviously. It still has the forty, you know, CB channels. Has a little LED display. Um, it doesn't have the SSB. It doesn't have the PA capabilities. It's a good starter CB though. If you're looking for something that you want to start tinkering with uh, CB usage while you're on the road, mm-hmm. but you don't want to spend one hundred and thirty-five dollars yet, or you want to get to know the technology, how it works, things like that, Unit's a good one for that. It's a good good place to start. They both come with all the mounting hardware that you need to mount them inside your vehicles, the the wiring kits, the mounting brackets. Um, they come with their, their handheld mics. So if you've got any questions, definitely give us a call. You know, those are those are two of the more popular mounted units that we carry. And then, like we discussed earlier, we do carry the handheld models as well. 
Yeah, and if, of course, if you want to do more product comparisons between the Cobra, the Uniden, or any of the other uh, CB radios that we carry, you can uh, just go to buytwowayradios.com and choose the product comparison and, right. uh, option and go through and choose the two way the radios and choose the two radios you want to compare and you can go through all the features right right then and there. It's right. that easy for you. One other thing, uh, if you're shopping for a CB radio, don't forget to buy an antenna. Mm-hmm. If, if uh, you're buying a vehicle mount CB, it's uh, easy to, to not think about getting that antenna and then you're going to get the product and it's not going to work because you've got to have an external antenna. Um, so don't forget that. Yeah, that, these radios typically don't come with antennas. Well, the uh, mobile mounted ones don't. The handheld ones do, but the mounted ones don't. So, uh, you know, if you buy a radio and you think you're going to just pull it out of the box and stick it in the car and go, um, yeah, yeah, you're going to be a little short. Or you're going to be a little surprised if uh, uh, if you open the box and it'll find a radio in there. So just let you know ahead of time. Any other thoughts on any of these two radios? I think Anthony covered it pretty well. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Can't so, think of anything else. So basically the... I had the antenna thought, but uh, nothing else. <laughs> well, basically the Uniden, uh, the Pro 510XL, it's a good starter radio then to summarize yep. all this. Good starter radio, but if you want one that's uh, with all the bells and whistles, the... Uh, the uh, Cobra 148 GTL SSB uh, at 134.95 is is probably uh, uh, your choice on that one if you want the higher end one. Okay, well um, I guess it's time for some questions from our blogs and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. The first one comes from our forum, and uh, this is from Gary, and Gary says. Um, He's talking about the uh, default status of the GMRS Part 95 rule changes. And we actually covered that in a previous episode of uh, the two-way radio show. This was uh, about changes to the uh, proposed changes to the uh, uh, rules about GMRS and licensing. Uh, He says, uh, hello, I've been attempting to determine what the current status is of the proposed rule changes affecting GMRS radios. I thought I read somewhere that sometime in 2013 is likely, but can't find anything official. Does anyone have any insight as to what the latest information is and where it can be found? And that's from uh, Gary. Uh, the latest information is available on the FCC's website. There is a, a page specifically for this ruling where you can read the comments that, that people or and businesses have submitted regarding this and uh, the latest from the FCC. And there really hasn't been an update. They extended the amount of time they were willing to accept comments. There were uh, apparently a lot more comments on this than they're used to getting. So um, it's probably going to move slow. We're looking at about a year since this thing first came around. um, And I don't have an estimate on how long it's going to take. It could be three months. It could be another year. The government, you never know. You You never know. you You just never know. We are monitoring it, and we'll be sure to let everyone know as soon as there's a change. Okay. Well, uh, we've got our next question here from... uh, uh, All right. This question is from BJB. He says, uh, I just received my ProTalk XLS. I'm a wedding photographer, and I was planning on using it for weddings when I have a second photographer to shoot with me so we could communicate. Here's the problem. 
I purchased the ProTalk with in mind I could use it to communicate with other radios besides ProTalks. For instance, I have a consumer two-way radio that I was hoping my other photographer could use to talk with me. However, I can't get them to communicate. I've not tried going through every frequency on the ProTalk yet, but I might have to try. The consumer radio does pick up white noise on some channels when I press talk on my ProTalk, but it does not pick up anything else. He goes, uh, help, was I stupid, and did I purchase the wrong type of radio? Can I get them to communicate? Did he mention which model of ProTalk that he has? XLS is usually the 3230. Yeah, actually he didn't, but uh, but he said that if it was a if if it was pro XL- version, it's probably the 3230. Yeah, I missed where you said XLS. If it's XL- XLS, yeah. that would be the 3230. And that, that radio is part 95 approved, so uh, he just needs to send us that radio, and we can program it to talk to his GMRS radio. What he's got in there now is the the business itinerant frequencies. Yeah, and they don't need to have the consumer ones. He needs to have GMRS put into it. Yeah, right, yeah. right out of the box, that's a business radio, so it's not going to talk to a, a consumer GMRS radio. But yeah. fortunately with that radio, we can make it talk. That's right. All right. And uh, I guess that's about all the time we have for questions today. Until next time. Uh, send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. And if you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, uh, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. Um, before we go, is there anything else you want to add? I don't think so. Well, today's show is sponsored by buy2wayradios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, buy2way radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buy2wayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. As always, thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feemster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out. We're out.